On this episode of Notes on My Phone, we talk about a show worth binging, game shows, a song about the people who compete on them. I also get to spend a little bit of time with Chris and Pete to talk about Chris's Friday night. All that and more. Let's get it. Welcome back to Notes on My Phone, where we discuss the questions, thoughts, ideas, and observations that we make on a daily basis that are worth noting. I'm your host, Ryan Lynch, riding solo today, like Jason Derulo. So thanks for tuning in. Happy Monday. If you're listening then, I do have a couple of updates for you. Very excited about some of the equipment that has come in recently. You will see a bit from this episode on YouTube, as well as on the Instagram page. But check out the YouTube account. It is just Ryan Lynch. And I will have that link in the description to the podcast. I'll have it linked up with the Instagram account as well. So check that out. Give it a sub. Recently posted a Thanksgiving video. So check that out if you haven't already. We did recently surpass 1,000 streams on the podcast prior to last week's episode, which was very exciting news to have. So just thank you guys for the support so far. It would mean the world to me if you guys could hop on to Apple Podcasts, leave a review. If you like it, great. Let us know how much you love it. If you don't like it, if there's any critiques that you have, let me know too, because I got some thick skin. I can take some feedback and criticism. And overall, I just want to make the show better for you guys as much as possible. So, spent a lot of time in the past week binging. I was mostly watching and catching up on the new HBO show that I've seen every girl post on their Instagram story, The Undoing. The finale was last Sunday. It's with Nicole Kidman, Hugh Grant. It's a great show to binge through. Six episodes, one season. It's an in-and-out show, low-risk, high-reward. By low-risk, I mean you're only investing about an hour of your time. If you like it, great. Watch five more episodes. If not, all right, you wasted an hour. Low-risk, high-reward investment. I'm not going to spoil any of it for you. Might discuss it in a future episode, but there's a lot of takeaways from that show. Definitely some conversations to be had about it on the podcast. But essentially, it's a murder mystery that takes place in New York City, Beautiful cinematography. I'm a big movie buff, and so many movies are filmed or shows are filmed in New York City. This one gets it right. Great showcase of the city. Amazing shots. Great B-roll footage in between scenes. It was just really nice. I'm in between shows. It was very interesting about murder. I don't think, and I'm sure we've all thought about this, I don't think I could murder somebody. I just, I eat my wings boneless. I eat my cheeseburgers with a fork and knife when they're too big and juicy and I don't want to get grease on my lips. No one wants grease on their lips. Sometimes they make hamburgers. The hamburgers these days, some of them are just way too big. So sometimes you need a fork and knife. Okay? There's nothing wrong with that. Okay? I ordered bendy straws made out of silicone and rubber off Amazon because the chocolate chunks in my smoothies get stuck in plastic straws. So for somebody to think that I'd be willing to bash somebody's skull in I I get upset when I get sauce on my wrists. Just sauce on my wrists. I, I hate bone-in wings, and everyone's got such an ego about it. Like, oh, you're such a pussy. You don't like bone-in wings. I don't. I don't like getting my hands dirty, and there's nothing wrong about that. I'm, I'm just as tough as the next guy, and if there's an emergency and somebody needs somebody with dry and clean hands at the wing place, you can trust me to hold the door for the elderly lady that needs to go home at 7 o'clock before the football game starts. 
I can do it. I can hold it for her. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. And that guy's not going to be the guy to murder somebody. So don't even think about it. I would never do it. Never. Ever. So that's what I've been watching. Glad to find something because I was in between shows. And when you're in between shows, you just find yourself watching reruns and and all this pitter-patter. When I was in New Jersey for Thanksgiving, spent a lot of time with my grandmother. And we can't stream anything there. No Netflix, no Hulu, no HBO. We got traditional cable and all the programs that exclusively come with it. Like game shows. My grandmother and I, we watched a lot of Hallmark Christmas classics, and we laughed and we cried together to these G-rated films, and oh my goodness, there were so many commercials, it was splendid. But we did get tired after watching two or three of them, so I decided to flip the channel over to Deal or No Deal. What a classic, what a show, 2006, where you at? I was getting home from basketball practice, just on the edge of my seat, humping a pillow in anticipation that somebody's finally going to win the million dollar case and beat the banker. What a silly concept for a show that is. It's also the easiest show to win. Requires the least amount of skill. You watch Jeopardy. Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. You're an absolute legend. And I've loved watching you host Jeopardy. I mean, that requires skill. That requires preparation. That requires someone to have competence. Anyway, Deal or No Deal is one of those shows where you need zero of that. You just show up, you pick a case, and you just pick other cases until you get an offer that's worth taking. And usually, usually, if you're a good guesser, you can put yourself in a situation to easily win $100,000 at some point by an offer with the banker. And what always baffles me is how much greed the contestant has by the end of the show. They always walk in at the beginning Super grateful for the opportunity to walk away with $15,000, maybe to help their mother with her medical bills and the treatment that she had. We always hear the story about that, or they lost their house in a fire, or one of the kids was eaten by an alligator. That's not a fun obituary to write. It's actually really sad. So there's always some reason for them to not be greedy, something where they know that they need to leave with at least a certain amount of money, and that certain amount of money you know, $10,000 can make a world of a difference. But when it comes down to the last 15 minutes of the show, you got Howie Mandel literally bouncing around on a pogo stick with a dildo on the bottom of it, calculating the chances that you do have the million-dollar case, even though the statistics say that you probably don't have the case, and he just wants you to take the deal, and he always pressures you, and then the guy always is looking. He's like, ooh, I really need the money. I really should make the deal. And then he turns over to his family, and the family's like, yes, we really need the money. Need the money that's more than enough, and then he looks at Howie and he's like, No deal, Jesus Christ, it happens way too many times. But if I was on deal or no deal, I'd walk away after I get the first offer because it's a privilege and an honor just to participate. I'm sure a lot of people think that going into it as well, but I guess greed consumes you when you're on the deal or no deal stage. I love watching game shows, I don't know, <laughs> something I did growing up. You could win so much money and change your life forever. There's something magical about that, yet I wonder. Are you real? Spin the wheel. Take the deal. Make me feel. Are you real? Spin the
a final offer of 300,000 bucks. Take the deal. Any other has a penny or a million in his case, but he decides to test his luck. He had a penny. I just, I just needed to express myself there. I just had to let it out. I had to let what I, my thoughts were to you guys. That's just what I'm trying to do with this whole show. That's what it's all about. It's just sharing with you the thoughts that I have. And I just questioned the validity of game shows. Would people really not take the deal and really risk it all? I mean, maybe I'm not a risk taker, but some of them seem a little outlandish. That's just something that I think. Tell me your thoughts. So we'll see. So transitioning over, we did have a conversation this week that I did want to share with you guys. It's with me, Peter, and Christopher. Chris on Friday went to a taste test center with his family. You get paid to test foods from different companies and give feedback and whatnot. And I thought that was very interesting, very odd, and something you don't really think about. So we sat down, the three of us, we had a little chat about it, and I want to share that with you here. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Jeans. Blue Jeans, don't run in them because you look weird and you make everyone surrounding you uncomfortable. Now, Chris and Peter. So we have Pete and Chris here, and I just wanted to get a good idea as to what Chris did on Friday. Most people on a Friday night, they will order a pizza. That's what I did. Or you'll watch a movie. Did that as well. Chris, what did you do this Friday? I find it so interesting. I feel like not a lot of people know what that is, and I want to hear all about it. Yep. First off, hello, everybody. Um, So this Friday night, I was a little out of the normal routine of a quarantine Friday of doing nothing. I I went to the mall, and I did a subway taste test and got paid 40 bucks. Wow. Was this the first time you've done something like this? It was not the first time, no. So what is this? Because this is a little bit of a family tradition for you. Yep. So this is like right up my mom, my mom's alley here. We, uh, it's something at the mall where they do like taste tests. Um, it's not just Subway. They do like Sour Patch. I've done Goldfish. <laughs> um, what else have I done? Subway is the main, the main one. I think that's the one I remember doing the most. But yeah, so like I just test random sandwiches, um, answer some questions, and you get paid forty or however many, like bucks afterwards in cash interesting so how many times in the past have you done this uh this is the first time i've done it probably in a few couple years just because i haven't been like around okay and how did this opportunity present itself uh so it's in the milford mall um milford connecticut yes and the mall i grew up in um one you of my grew favorite up in mall. no i mean <laughs> i uh yeah i did Born in the Hollister store. The food court. No, that was the mall. I guess I uh, grew up going to. Sorry, good, good catch there. Yeah, I just don't want people to think you grew up. in No, a mall. that's fair. You grew I, mean, up in a I house. understand. I did. I grew up in a house. Very nice house. Um, I loved it. And yeah, I guess my mom just found it. You can like drop in, and like they'd be like, "Oh, like male eighteen to thirty four. We have a study for you on cologne. Okay, and you get paid fifteen bucks after. It's about twenty minutes. All right, 
and you can just drop in or like that call if they have appointments available. Yeah. It's a good way to make a quick buck. Yeah, I mean, who couldn't use an extra $40 around the holidays here, right? Yeah. Walk through just the entire process, if you don't mind. Because I also want to know what kind of questions you were asked. Because it's Subway. Peter loves Subway. I hate Subway. I don't think most people like Subway. Right? I don't think people really I would suck on the dirty lollipop with a piece of hair on it sitting in the elevator before I get a fucking... Subway is a. I'd rather make love to a doorknob before eating Subway, but I'd still. Subway is like a last resort, to. like sort of thing. I, I mean, you guys definitely don't like. It. I don't like it, like it, but like I wouldn't. It doesn't kill me if I had to go there. You know, does that make kill sense? Me. I, I think Pete hates it the most out of the three of us. Yeah. I'm in the middle. I always I just like remember it. also after when I was growing up, the rare few times that I had it, I always remember getting like a terrible cold afterwards. <laughs> It was it was more than just a coincidence. It, it, it was three times I got Subway, and the next morning I just woke up with like a sore throat and a stuffy nose. And it's hard to not uh, Subway's not very tasty to start with, and you throw that on top of it, it's I, a no from me. The last time I had Subway, legitimate, I can't say legitimately because like I guess I could because How do you it was, illegitimately it was consume. Well, illegitimately consuming would be Friday, right? That would be something. Is that illegitimate? But I didn't like order it and like eat a full sandwich. It was a taste test. Like but I took it was a bite. Legitimate Subway product. Yes. Yeah. One thing that got me super excited as a little guy, as a guppy, about Subway was that they had the garlic and herb bread as an option. Yeah. I think I also was. They also have like a sauce option. too, like a garlic and herbs like spray. Yeah. Anything, Not spray. Any anything could have been spray. It's probably a spray. <laughs> and going off of that, I don't know if you heard about this, but in the UK. I believe that they were not allowing Subway to call their bread bread because it is so oh, not bread that their FDA would not let them call it that. That is that's alarming. That news did not make its way to my computer. I wonder why. No, yeah, they would probably try and lock that up as best they could. I don't know if that stood. I feel like they would probably, you know, hustle and come up with a solution, but if maybe use actual bread. Maybe maybe don't use painted styrofoam i'm just picturing <laughs> that's a disgusting bread-like substitute whipped up in a lab yeah that they just kind of like it's funny it's funny that you mentioned that pete mm. is because part of the test on friday was the first part was sandwiches and then the next part was three different kinds of bread all italian bread all white italian bread but there were all different samples of italian bread that they were probably working with so that I wonder if that has to something to do with it. Yeah, to cater. Trying to make. All right, guys, we got to use actual bread here, not bread flavored substitute. They found out. What kind of room was this? Because when I think of the taste test center, I think it's very classified. I mean, it's serious stuff. You're deciding what the future bread could be or what the next cheese could be. I envision it to be somewhat like the a laboratory interrogation type of room. If you saw Stranger Things, where they lock up Eleven, that's just where I en- envision it to be. Is it more of just like a conference room? It is a room with tables with laptops on them, and then they bring out their, their saltines on Palette a napkin. Cleanser. Yes, with water. You get a little mm-hmm. mini water bottle, and <laughs> you're supposed to eat this, take a bite of the saltine and drink a little sip of water after each sample to cleanse your palate. I think the saltine would be my favorite part of that meal if I was taste testing for Subway. Yeah, I, I um, I, I ate both saltine crackers before I was. I actually <laughs> what do you kept think on they bringing. Would, what do you think they would do if you just were 
super uncooperative and just kept eating the saltines before. Probably just wouldn't get. They'd probably just be like, all right, you're done. Or like, if you refuse, <laughs> you still get paid. They pay you before or after? After. Just in case. I was like one of the first ones done. Really? So like you have to, like they bring out the samples like one every five minutes and like you like take a bite, answer questions, blah blah blah. And I I there was three turkey, lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise sandwiches. And and they're like they're like not even sandwiches. They're like little bites. They're like couple inches by like two by two. It's just like it's for it's not for being full, it's just for a bite. And did you finish them? I no. I took a bite out of like each one and just I really could not tell the difference between either all three mm-hmm. of them. They all pretty much tasted the same. I'm not a big fan of mayonnaise, lettuce, or tomato, so I guess I didn't – I don't have the palate to wish so any of those I take things. you're not a big BLT guy. No, I'm a big uh, B guy, though. The people that were conducting the tests and whatnot, what was their vibe? Were they cool? Were they friendly? Were they sketchy? That's funny. What's, so what's the, the first thing I said to my mom when I left it was, Mom, those were the exact same people. I remember when we did this like in high, when I was in high school. They lived for it. This is like the exact same people. Like It's crazy. I would have never like remembered them until I walked in Friday being like, oh, shit, that's the same people. Um, now, they're just like very like whatever. Like here's the same image, blah, blah, blah. They don't care. Do they have the same demeanor as like DMV employees? Are DMV just... employees – I wouldn't compare them to DMV employees. No, they DMV employees are just not. I don't think they're nice people. Yeah, we'll leave that there. We can get to that at a later date. We want to stick to the stick to the yeah, yeah, yeah. The subject at hand. The okay. subject of subway. So I think before you asked me to walk through the whole whole process. So yeah. So, so you I show got, up. Yep. Uh, I'll start from the way way beginning. I got a text on the Monday or Tuesday. Beginning. My mom was like, "Hey, what are you doing Friday night?" And I'm like, "Obviously nothing, mom." And well, I mean, that's no different than pre-COVID days. Um, Aww. <laughs> Come on, Chris. You have a bubbling social life. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so right. she texts me and she's like, "What are you doing Friday night?" And I'm like, "Nothing." She's like, "Well, do you want to take a ride to the mall?" I was like, "Yeah." It's like, "Do you take a ride to the mall and do the test?" I was like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." And so Friday night, I left work a little early. So I walk in, I get my temperature checked. And then I walk in, sit down. My mom and sister are already there. Um, and then they just start bringing the food out. You answer questions. Some of the questions are 1 to 10, and then some of them are like horrible, below average, average, slightly above average. <laughs> horrible. Great. And then they ask you, like, are you going to order this if you go to Subway? And just stuff like that. Like, And they ask you, like, what fast food like places you've been to, how often you go, what are your favorite ones, how often. And this was a Subway-specific study, so how often you get Subway. To which my answer was less than once a year. Did you give out any greats for anything? No. Okay. I did not. Good. Any horribles? Um, yeah, mayonnaise. I don't like mayonnaise. Oh. I mean, that's just me being a little biased. But Teach their own. I don't like mayonnaise either. I think I, I told you this before. I mentioned it. It's kind of funny. Like, I had a tickle in my throat, and this is the worst time to have a tickle in oh. your throat when you're, like, in public like this. And I was trying so hard not to cough. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, doing, like, the... <coughs> And, like, not opening my mouth, and, like, I was like, I don't need people to be looking at me right now. Yeah, there's nothing worse than being in public right now and needing... Sneezing. Having to sneeze or having to cough and just... Get so many dirty looks in people. Yep. I just think of any time I sneeze that someone's going to turn around, and it's like that moment in Monsters, Inc., where that guy's walking out after scaring the kid. Yeah. He's like, do 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 And he's like, how you doing, Carl? And he's like, I'm doing great, buddy. And then there's a sock on the back of his... Is, on his yeah. shoulder, 2219, 2219, and then they shave him. So, yeah, that's, that's the feeling. exact that's same the feeling. vibe, honestly. Yeah, that's the vibe. Next time, if my mom texts me anytime soon and says there's another one, 
You guys are you're coming with. Would love to. Coming with. Be an honor. If it were, if it hypothetically were to be Subway, would you not want to come? I'd still come. Would and you compete. I'll drive. I'd be ready and I'll be honest. All right, fine. Ooh. All right, thank you guys. Oh, thank you. I hope you guys found that conversation insightful. Maybe we all can do our part and and help test different products and give our feedback. That way, we get the best things, the best things in life. I guess we can say it like that. So, moving on to satisfaction, dissatisfaction for this week. I do want to talk about for satisfaction something that normally I would be annoyed about, something I would roll my eyes at, but. Out of all the companies that are probably collecting our data, Apple, Google, just pretty much those two, um, I would say Spotify is the only company that I feel comfortable with knowing my personal data. This isn't an ad for Spotify, but they probably are the only company that I like giving them more feedback on because they're able to make me better playlists and whatnot. So I'm very satisfied with Spotify. If you don't have Spotify, that sucks because you didn't get the clout on anybody last week on your Instagram story. I'll read you guys my top five artists because there's one outlier that I think is worth sharing. Coming in at number one, I'm your basic ass bitch because I love Drake. Followed up by Young Grady at number two. Normally don't listen to him, but he was pretty top-heavy for me at the beginning of the year, so I think that's why he made it into the top five. Surprised he was at number two. Number three is one of my favorite artists. You either love him or you hate him, Lil Yachty. I think he has such personality, and he uses so much auto-tune, and he just has so much fun with it. If you don't like Lil Yachty's music, that's fine. It's not for everybody. I do think he's very talented, and I think he's very fun. He's a fun personality. If you think his raps suck, if you think that they're annoying and stupid, that's fair. Take it at face value. He's a pretty good time. Coming in at number four, I have 21 Savage. Just an absolute poet on the mic next to Jay Cole in, in my mind in terms of the rap game. And then coming in at number five, I have my outlier. My grandmother has my Spotify account connected to her Google Home. And more often than not, when I'm driving, I'm unable to listen to my music because my grandmother is playing my top five artist of the year, which is Liberace. Plays piano music. Yay. And then for dissatisfaction, this just might be me. This just might be how I see the world. But whenever I'm pulling up to a red light, whether I'm on the highway whether I'm in the same town that I live in or I'm in a town across the country, when you pull up to that red light and there is a lane to your left or there is a lane to your right with another vehicle occupying that lane, there is a weird and hostile tension between you and that other driver. There's judgment of them for no reason. There's some, I'm better than you. Why is that the case? Why don't we look at each other with a smile? It's always a suspicious, who the fuck is this guy kind of look. Who the fuck are you, and what the fuck are you doing with your car right next to my car? Because when the light turns fucking green, this turns into a one lane, and I better not be competing with you for that spot. All right, buddy? So back the fuck off. I swear. I always pull up, and sometimes I like to wave and smile, or I'll give him a head nod like, wow, this traffic sucks. But typically, I'm not, I'm not greeted with any friendly personality or anything fun like that. And there's just this awkward tension. I'm just not sure if we're going we're gonna to fuck or we're going to fight. It's always that kind of look. You got that disgruntled look on your face. And that's just something that, that I'm not happy about. I get sad as I'm pulling into any red light because I see that. 
and I went in anticipation of the interaction that's to come of it. Let me know if you experienced that as well. I, I, I don't know if that's just a me thing and maybe people are going to say, Ryan, you need to work on some self-esteem issues. Why, why do you have such tension and, and hatred towards a stranger that you don't know? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And that's our episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys have an amazing day. Check out the Instagram if you don't already at Notes on My Phone Podcast. I have my TikTok and my YouTube links in the description there. Very easy access to those. And don't forget, if you posted an Instagram picture recently, tag Notes on My Phone Podcast. Peter and I would love to read, dive into them, give you some feedback on what's working and what's not. That's uh, something that we're looking forward to doing. So please tag your friends, tag us, tag anybody tag your mom tag your grandma play tag not with kids because you're too old to do that but thanks for listening once again send emails as well to nompodcast at gmail.com and i'll see you sexy people later have a great week take care bye-bye